3: Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
4: If you're looking for a betting edge in NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the v experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber. Introductory offer is just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap at the top plays, my VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides, or the biggest games of the season where our expert breakdown brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. VEASAN.com slash subscribe just for $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Now joining us here on the program, you can find him on ESPN. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Dallin Cuff. And coincidentally, his name is Dallin Cuff. How you doing, buddy?
5: <laughs> doing very well. Good to be all with you. Good to be all you again, my man.
4: Man, it's been a uh, it's been a hot minute, and I'm glad you were able to make some time out this morning. I know you were doing the Dayton, Loyola, Chicago game later tonight. I'll ask your thoughts on that. But uh, Quinnipiac and Sienna, go! No, I'm just kidding. No, we're not going no, no, no. Not, not, not to do that. Yeah, not going to do that one. To you. I, I do want to ask you just a couple of macro questions about college basketball because I've, I've been asking this to, to all the college basketball experts out there, and I get varying opinions, and so certainly want to get yours. There are some people in the camp of there are no elite teams in college basketball this year. It is kind of one of those, one of those years in which there are some very good teams, no elite teams, everybody can knock off everybody any given night. Or there's some people who are saying, I, I still have a tier of one or two, maybe even three teams, and then everyone else. Where do you kind of fall in that?
5: Uh, I'm more along. There's no elite teams, but we we still can see separation. And I did, I do think we've seen. It's funny. I wrote an article for ESPN.com last year about, around around uh, the the week between the Super Bowl and the AFC the NFC championship games about you know futures plays and whatnot. And they wanted me to write another one of those articles this year. I said, Can you send me what I did last year to see? So the lead of that article was. Then no time in recent memory have been there more teams that could win a national championship. Well, I said that's wrong because this year, to me, there are probably more teams. So this is becoming a little bit more of a common thing. As, as talent gets spread around and the transfer portal is, is impacting things, as well as NIL having some guys stay, and some teams haven't performed the way we thought they would. You know, Kentucky, Duke, UNC, uh, those, some of those blue bloods have not been as good. There are still some very good teams. I really like Alabama and their chance to get to a Final Four and win, given their offensive and defensive versatility, their guard play, their size, their star in Brandon Miller. Um, I, I, like, I like that team. I, I think Purdue is a team that – is really good but I think we're seeing why guards matter and why I don't think they can win it and I think there's there's teams that have separated but when you look at that tournament in six and six uh, to go six for six through in March and into April they're not a team kind of teams that I feel like yes this is, this is the team compared to everybody else so I do think there could be a team that becomes elite and continues to become great but really now there's a couple really good teams and then everybody else
4: So I'm glad you you brought up Purdue. That was actually where I was going next with this. We see them cruise all season long. Then they come in, now lost back-to-back games, three of their last four. Do you look at this as just, ah, it's a blip in the radar. I'm not really too worried about it. Or do you see some real concerns with this team moving forward?
5: I'm concerned about the winning a championship. That's the Mm -hmm. issue. Like I I, I like them when they were about plus 180, plus 200, to get to a final four because Zach Eadie is an absolute beast, and dealing with them is a big problem. And being a one seed – is a big difference in terms of even one on the two line. To get to the NCAA and into the Final Four, the numbers really show one seeds get there, at least two of them, uh, and a pretty decent clip relative to every other seed line. So I figured right now, when you look at the last couple of weeks, it was going to be Purdue and Houston for sure on the one line. I think Alabama is now in that conversation uh, to be for sure on the one line. Purdue now has struggled a little bit. But when you get to the elite of the elite and you're in Houston in the Final Four, I don't think they have the guard play. I don't think they have the athleticism. And I, do, I don't think they have the ability to win the whole thing. So when I look at the bracket, I'd be very interested. When they have teams that can space them and stretch them like Maryland did last night, that presents a lot of problems. If they have some athleticism, and they can double uh, double the, the big but also rotate out. Can they also press you and get into those young guards and sh- show them a lot of problems, which they did again last night in the second half? Uh, yeah, I think, those are, I think those are just not that they're flaws. They're just facts of the team. And you need good guard play, and you have to be good offensively and defensively. History has told us about top 20 or so and offensive and defensive efficiency to win a national championship in recent years. Purdue is not on that balance. Their offense is elite. Their defense is not. And their offense, though, with those guards. And in that league, the Big Ten doesn't expose you as much with your lack of athleticism. Other teams and other leagues will do that.
4: Where do you fall on Houston? Another team that is very decisive, very divisive. There are some guys are like, no, 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 they are absolutely for real. They can definitely get this done. I feel like they have what it takes to make the big run. And there's other people who are like, oh, it's a fine story. But when, it, when it push comes to shove, tournament time, they're not going to have what it takes.
5: I think they have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have everything you want on the defensive side of things. And I just went over the offensive and defensive efficiency stuff. It's very important. They haven't uh, maybe they haven't got to the free throw line as much as they had in recent years. Um, They still can offensive rebound the ball very well. They still have guards that can go score at Marcus Sass or Tremont Mark. uh, You know, their freshman, Jarese Walker, has been fantastic. They have pieces offensively. Defensively, you're going to get an absolute battle. They, They are the best defensive team in the country, in my mind. You're going to get a fight on every single possession. Nothing will be easy. When you don't see that physicality, you don't see that athleticism and that versatility. A lot, it can shock you a little bit. And they've had recent success. Kelvin Sampson and his crew have had recent success in the tournament. Uh, obviously, a lot, a lot of I mean, Mark and Sasser were hurt last year, and that team went and made that run to the Elite Eight. Uh, but Jamal Shedd is still there, and he's a lead guard in that group. Samson's still there, and they have a couple of other pieces that had that experience. So I think Houston is capable of doing it. and their margin of error is just a little bit smaller because they play very slow, and they still rely a lot on their defense. So when you when you play games at a slow tempo like that, you can negate some talent advantage if you have it, and also you can let teams you know keep keep in the game a little bit more than you'd want. So I, but I still think they are capable of getting to a Final Four, which is in their backyard. And maybe even cutting down the nets.
4: Talking to ESPN's Dallin Cuff here on a numbers game and I know you like Creighton, and they're 30-1 to 1 to win it all right now, but there are other ways that you can bet these teams. I think that that's an important thing to point out right now is everyone starts to focus a little bit more on college basketball than they have been now that the NFL is <laughs> over with. you know, Everyone's starting to look, where can I put all this money I want on the NFL or whatever it might be? <laughs> so you don't have to bet a team just to, just to win the whole thing outright. You can bet them just to make the Final Four. You can even bet conference winners, different things like that. And so yep. you think Creighton might be one of those kind of alternate bets
5: hundred percent. I was on Creighton when I wrote the, when I mentioned right in that article before was about, what uh, was that February? First week of February, they were plus 1200 to make the final four. Now in a lot of books, they're between plus and six and 700. That number has come down as they went on their run, but you could see it kind of materializing a couple weeks ago. Ryan Kaltbrenner missed part of their, their six game losing streak earlier in the year. He was gone for three of those games with mono. He's seven foot one, gives them great rim protection and defensive versatility, helps them score in the post. They've got really good guard play. They've got dynamic wings and that Big East is really is preparing teams for a, a, a tournament run. That, that top end of that Big East is very good. Providence is underrated. Rated Xavier is a very good team. Marquette is one of the best stories in the country um, in terms of how they perform. So there, there's a number of teams in that league that, that are very good, that are capable of making a run. I particularly like Creighton because, again, I want teams that can score the ball but defensively have what it takes on the defensive side of the ball, have some versatility, some rim protections, a nice added bonus in college basketball, which they have with Colt Brenner. Uh, I like their I like their squad all around, and I like their value plus 1,200. As it's moved down, I still like it. But I, I mean, when I when I saw it, I was almost a little surprised that the market had not moved enough when you could see the pieces already coming together. You could see I think they would won four straight at that point in time. I think they got to eight straight, and then they knocked off with a double overtime loss earlier this week. So that's not dinging them for that. Uh, but I really like Creighton's cream team. And I, when you mentioned the conference winner piece of it too, the Big 12 is an absolute war. That is that is a real deal every single night. And Baylor's going to start to get some more love here. Because Baylor's got, they got guards and they can score. They got pro guards. They're not as good defensively as they've been in years past. Of course, the year they won a championship, they were elite defensively. But Jonathan Chachua coming back, they're big. They had a horrific knee injury last year. It gives them some more physicality, rebounding, defense in the interior. I really like this Baylor team who's played very well after going 0-3 in the league. They've ripped off a number of wins right now. And that Baylor team has looked really good. That conference overall, whether it's Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State could make a run. And with TCU and healthy, they've got a lot of teams that could get them to the Final Four. So that league, I think, is preparing teams very well to show very well in the NCAA tournament.
4: Down as we mentioned, you're doing Dayton Loyola, Chicago tonight. Not going to talk the betting angle here, but just uh, over on ESPN2, what can people expect
5: tonight? Uh, shockingly, Loyola took them to overtime uh, when they played at Dayton a couple weeks ago. And it was a really high-level game. And it being 85-81, a lot of teams, both teams made shots. Uh, a little loose of the ball at times. But but I think in this game it's supposed to be a sold-out venue. Uh, Dayton is only five hours from here. There's a big base here in Chicago, so I do wonder what that split is going to be in Gentile Arena. Um, not laying a big number, but Dayton does like to play slow. I do think I do wonder if they will they will press again. We haven't got to shoot around yet, so I'm interested to talk to Anthony Grant here shortly, and then uh, Denzel Valentine about his team and where they're at. But. They did press, uh, the Flyers did press Loyola Chicago, who has real turnover issues. So if Loyola Chicago handles the press and can and can break it to score like they did in the first game, I think we have a very entertaining game and maybe a tighter game than than, than the spread indicates. Uh, so it, it should be a fun game tonight.
4: And let's head over to your other love, the, the on, <laughs> on the soccer side of it. Was it you that put me on Liverpool? Are they doing good? Do I, where's Liverpool right now?
6: <laughs> that was the greatest I, bet i have ever made, Matt. <laughs>
5: I, I did not put you on Liverpool. You were not, okay. Uh, right. man, that was not me. They've they've struggled really from week one yeah. and it, it has been I, I I like Jurgen Klopp, but that has been no, that was not my call. Uh, not at all.
4: I can't remember it's one of one of our soccer guys put me on Liverpool. Hey. I bet this Liverpool was like, That ticket's dead. Like you might as well just do you might as well just do a crumple that one up. On. Yeah. Yes, hold, on, hold on, hold on,
5: hold on. Hold on. Let me let me correct the records. I'm thinking back to preseason before we watched them play that first game, when they were getting plus one fifty and man City was like minus one seventy five to win it. I may have told you value-wise that makes sense because <laughs> those teams did look equal at the time. After week one, I think, I think, uh, I don't know about this. So, yes, it may been, maybe that was me. I'm sorry right. if it was. All right, we got
4: less than a minute here, Dallin. Real quick, who you liked uh, in the EPL?
5: Uh, this week, I like Brentford a lot, straight up to win. I think this is a team that's not getting a lot of attention. They're, they're top, you know, top, the top half of the table. Uh, Thomas Frank's crew has played very well. They've got a Crystal Palace team that's been very poor since, um, since the uh, World Cup break ended. So if you can get Brentford at a, at, a, at a good price, at a good value, and I think you guys are showing a minus 115 right now, that's what a lot of books have in 115, 110. I'd like them straight up to win on the three-way market. Uh, the other play that, that I that – I, it's hard for me to like this because Chelsea has been – they've struggled, to say the least. Uh, but defensively, they have been very good defensively since the since the World Cup break, and they lost this midweek game in Champions League uh, against Dortmund, but that was on the road, and that's a tough place to play. Southampton is in disarray, guys. They're, Southampton's going down, unfortunately. They're, they're, they will be relegated – I, and they just can't, they can't take chances. And Chelsea is very good defensively and playing at home. I like Chelsea to win to nil. That gets you around, I think it's like minus 105, minus 110 right now uh, to Chelsea to win. Maybe they can, I think they can nick a goal and don't give up a goal and they're all right.
4: Catch him over on ESPN2 tonight and also on the Twitter machine at Cuff. Dallin, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it.
5: Thanks, man. Later.
4: We'll talk some MLB stat leaders. We talked a little bit yesterday. Come back with stolen bases and hits as well.
8: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: A numbers
3: game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure and visit Beeson.com to check out the current betting splits data. Split bets! Want to know where the money and the bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings nods every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. I tell you, you can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way Beeson's here to make you a more informed better. Year-round, check out today's betting splits for every game at B S I N. B-S-I-N.com. You know, not often here, Kelly. Tiger, oh. watch! <laughs> do we get to use that an animal sound? But I'm glad that we did because he's on the course.
6: He's on the prowl. Tiger is uh, playing right now. He is th- uh, through three holes in his second round of action at Riviera Country Club. Even par so far for the day. Double-checking that right now because I believe he just finished uh, a hole here. He is even par for the day, yes. Through two, he hasn't finished that third hole yet, so still playing that. If you wanted to get in live, Tiger, 151, 180-1 to one on the outright, so maybe this chip out of the bunker is not going to go very well here. Both he is Rory, in a bunker on 12
4: right both now. Both Rory and... Um, Justin Thomas Ooh, almost hold out. bogeyed the opening hole of the round. They started on the back nine, so they started on 10. 10 is that drivable par four that is very, very, very difficult for these guys, um, and so it has been playing way over par, and so 10 bogeyed by both Rory and Justin Thomas.
6: I, I just said this to you during the break, but I'm going to repeat it on air. One of the things I miss most about Tiger Woods it's how mad he gets at himself when he misses a shot and that, he almost just holds out from the bunker. Ball ended up running then about four or five feet past. And he's not 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 going crazy, but, right. you know, smashing the club into the ground mm-hmm. a bit, you know, and it's, it's, you miss that passion. For him. You, you, you really do. Listen, I know you're – Morikawa a swi- in, birdie, six under. I know you're not supposed to talk about guests after they get off,
4: but Dallin Cuff, just what a fine human being. Just, just what he's a fine – He's awesome. Just what a fine human being. That's the other part we were talking about. Here, I mean, seriously. Part. he's Just, great a, just when, a fine human being.
6: He's a former college basketball player. Calls college basketball, loves the betting side of things, and loves betting on soccer. Um, Yeah, he's great. We love talking to Dallin.
4: Yeah,
6: and he's always willing to jump on. I mean, look, he's in Chicago. He'd put me on Liverpool, though. (laughs) There's that. (laughs) But but Liverpool, my favorite bet in the. I I have been. We have known each other for what has it been? Three, four years now, and we've been doing a lot of betting around each other. I don't think I've ever seen you make more you maybe I've maybe seen you make <laughs> one to two soccer bets ever. Cause that was probably we were doing primetime action and something so was going on. Yeah. And yes, you did in August. It sounded so great, it. the sales pitch was so great. I, I don't like, remember I, I don't remember who it was either. So I don't want to blame either. him, I but either. I don't wanna I don't remember. I, I I respect though that he actually fessed up to it without even fessing up to it completely, right? Like he was like, "I might have said that," <laughs> but like uh, Matt goes out and fires on a futures ticket for for Liverpool to win the Premier League, and then the best part was, I was like, "Hey, you got you know the World Cup happens this year too, right?" He's like, no. And I'm like, so this season that's already like yeah. nine months long is yeah. now like a 10, 11 that, months long.
4: That take out I guess, is still in an oh, account. Oh, it's still live. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's in, 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 in an account somewhere.
6: I, I don't know which yeah. one. I don't I mean, even know where I, I bet it. So. I don't know what the table, a.k.a. the mm. standings, looks like. Mm. But, uh, you know, theoretically, they could win out, and every team ahead of them could lose every single game. So let's go Liverpool. You, know? <laughs> you let, have let, a chance yeah. Still,
4: yeah. Let's, let's go Liverpool. Uh,
6: all right, so let's start
4: out. Well, these are, you, again, you can go over to DraftKings. You can go into Major League Baseball tab and you can start to bet on, you know, to lead the league in XYZ, whatever it might be. We'll focus on hits here to start this one. And this one's just fairly easy. If you look at all the projection systems, Trey Turner is at the top of every single one of them. This is a very rare thing in which you go into every single one of the projection systems and a singular guy is at the top for every single one of them. Well, that is exactly where we're at right here with Trey Turner to lead the league in hits. He is eight to one over at DraftKings to lead the league in hits. And as I mentioned, steamer projections, zips projections. You go you can go to, you know, even if you go a little bit deeper, the bat, which is another projection system. You can go to Fantasy Pros, which does their own projection system from a fantasy side of things. Every single one of them have Trey Turner leading Major League Baseball in hits. The problem is he's only 8-1. to one. We know you get injured, you pull a hamstring, you do whatever, you miss two weeks of the game, and then – that could certainly have this where you can't win. So, I mean, if you're looking for the guys that are also very high up in the projection systems, Rafael Devers, he is 13-1. to He is second in two of the three different projection systems out there. Bo Bichette, actually 13-1. to He's third in two of the three as well. So maybe if you're looking to go a little bit further down the board with all of this, but it just makes so much sense that his trade turn, he's going to be on a great team. They can't walk him because he's, t- you know, he – He's, he's too fast, he'll steal bases, he'll whatever. Like it, it. Everything points to him, Kelly. It's just you can't put an 8-to-1 in your account for, you know, yeah, 8 Yeah, we, months, we, we
6: discussed some of these yesterday, yeah. and I did ask you, I, I think for, for the most part when it comes to most of these markets that you look at, if you're betting him at this point, you want to take one of the longer shots, yes. right? Kind of like what we do with golf every week, right? Where you're trying, you like you're doing right now. You're you're yeah. looking through mo- uh, different model numbers and, and projection numbers on these guys and comparing them to what their odds are. And if you're finding find one where there's odds are a lot longer than what the projections say, that might be a bet yeah. on situation, right? But the short shots usually not going to go. I got a more of a uh, more of a bigger picture question in the net mm-hmm. NL for you. Trey Turner to the Phillies. How big of a move? How big of a yeah. move is this going to end up being for yeah. both both the Phillies and the Dodgers. Yeah,
4: huge and mainly for the Phillies because Bryce Harper is not going to be there with them at the beginning of the season. So now you have a guy stepping in who can kind of level off that production for this team until Bryce Harper does come back. So that's another thing to remember about the Phillies, which is why you know, not to get off on a, on a tangent here or whatever, but like if they start slow, that might be a team that i'm going to come in and bet on okay because Bryce Harper will be coming back right to this team and so maybe it takes them just a little bit to kind of like gel and, and and all that but like this team's only going to get better as as the season goes on and so if they happen to struggle a little bit out of the gate and i can get a little bit longer number on the phillies it's a prime candidate for me to kind of come in and buy down you know buy at the bottom because i think that that is a a big big thing that people aren't going to if you're not following baseball just year round, you don't really realize, okay, so Bryce had surgery and he's going to not be there yeah. for the first, you know, whatever it is, couple months of the season. So,
6: and a lot, uh, look, I'm sure a lot of people don't, right? Yeah. Like, we always talk about how long baseball season is, but you, okay, sandwich a whole NFL season in there in between. There's a lot to forget and re- remember about baseball every year. Luke List is three under. Already I know, today. I just saw that. And Tiger did bogey. He missed his par putt on 12. The Tiger Watch. I didn't hear. I didn't hear the. Well, I mean, if we're gonna give a Tiger update, I
4: mean, like, where where are we at here? Yeah, yeah. Tiger Tiger bogey. Tiger. Where are you at, Kev? There it is. <laughs> anyway, all right, no, anyway, no, no. no, no. Tiger, Tiger Watch. Watch. There
6: we go. There we go. <laughs> Tiger Watch.
4: Um, so I think if you want to play a longer shot in this market from a hits perspective, like you said, Kelly, you kind of have to go in, and you kind of have to look at a guy who's very good, who has opportunity, and maybe just needs to perform at like a, you know, like I said, a 10% better clip than where he's kind of projected. And then you need some of these other guys to struggle a little bit further. If you do go down and continue to kind of go down this list a little bit further, you can see guys that are pretty highly projected from a hits perspective, like Avonder Franco, for example, down there at 25 to one, right? He's inside the top eight in all of the projection systems, and so if he were to perform 10% above his kind of baseline here, and then some of these other guys were to struggle just a little bit more, he was one of the very hottest prospects in all of baseball for several years, F- gets called up, absolutely crushes when he does get up there. If you wanted to have kind of, you know, a 25 to one like longer ish type ticket in your account for a guy that still projects very well. And if you want to give me the, if I want, if you want me to give you like the difference here. So, if we're looking at the steamer projections, one of the big projection systems that's out there, Trey Turner leads at 177 hits. Vonder right. Franco is seventh in the projection system at
6: 166
4: hits. So right?
6: 11 hit difference. 11 yeah. hit
4: difference. So, like, if, if Trey Turner's 10% below expectation and Vonder Franco's 10% above expectation and whatever, now your difference is Trey Turner at 8 to 1, Vonder Franco at 25 to 1, right? And so you're you're kind of looking at something where. Maybe he's the 177, 178 hits as opposed to Trey Turner. So I think that that's a guy to kind of look at those type of guys where you look and say, now what if they just do 10% better mm-hmm. than, what, than, than what they're projected to do? These odds seem, seem kind of out of whack. So there's a good kind of a longer shot guy at 25 I
6: think that's a good way. Of, and what are some of the what are some of the websites you're looking at? Because I think this is a good way of, to discuss. We often talk about yep. our our golf betting process, yep. right? But I think if you're betting these markets, I think you're walking people through a great way of how to bet it and comparing yeah. d- d- different projections. So if you go over to
4: FanGraphs, FanGraphs will have Zips. They will also have Steamer, and they will also have the Bat. All three of those are found on FanGraphs, so you can look at all three of those. If you go to I. I I think the guys at Fantasy Pros do a pretty good job with projections, and so I also look at theirs just as a kind of a differing projection system to yeah, look at compared. again. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they're all doing the same thing. They're trying to project for they're trying to pr- project, project production for fantasy, which is the same thing is what we're looking at here. How many hits is a guy going to get? Like that's a fantasy category in some leagues and stuff. And so they're projecting all of that as well so I mean we'll be looking at that a little bit later in the show I also want to touch on the stolen base market so that we can take a look at that maybe even when we come back here on the other side Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on NHL, NBA, or college basketball, we here at Veasan got you covered. Become a Veasan Pro Subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99 American, $13.49 Canadian. Veasan Pro Subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by Veasan show hosts and guests. You get the tools: betting splits, deep dive betting reports, Veasan betting guides, as well. And also, we'll break down the brackets, give you our best bets and daily props as well. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. You can find that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's only $9.99 American. That is V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe. People are bogeying on the course. We distracted by golf today? We don't get a Canadian conversion? I did it right in I did it right in line. So you just weren't paying attention as I was as I was talking. So I was distracted by golf. You were distracted by <laughs> golf where it, I said where I that. said nine ninety nine American, thirteen forty nine Canadian.
6: I heard you say the American part. Yeah, Man,
4: yeah, oh okay. Yeah, thirteen forty nine Canadian. You just woo Kelly. Oh boy, this is I let you know that lets me know what you what you do whenever I'm over here. I was, to- these I was totally yeah.
6: watching golf yeah. and yeah.
4: then I and then I and then I blamed you for doing yeah. it. Then oh, you have abs- then you have absolutely no idea what's going on. All right, so we're gonna talk about the stolen base market again. You can head into DraftKings, you can look at the season leaders tab, and then you can kind of look at these various different things. Now there are more than we have talked about on the program. There's home run leader, strikeout leader, RBI leader. Uh, we talked about the hits leader, runs leader, and, and wins leader from a pitching perspective, saves leader, of course, from a closer perspective, and then there's also stolen base leader. So if we look, the top of the market here is Alberto Mondesi. He is 5-1. to one. I'm going to tell you the problem with Alberto Mondesi here, Kelly, and the first problem is he has never played more than 102 games in a season. Did you bet him last year? I did. Okay. I, I did. Yes. not remember. Yes. He has never played more than 102 games in a season. Now, that season that he did play 102 games, he did still 43 bases. That's incredible. But he's only played 102 games at max in a season in his career. In 2021, he played 35 games. In 2022, he played 15 games. He is coming off of knee surgery that he had in May Mm. and is coming back to a new team in the Boston Red Sox in which he might not even be a starter. So I actually think this is a terrible, horrible, horrible bet here. Despite the fact. Well, that mean, then that means that we got value on every other guy here. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I mean, this is a dude, again, never played more than 102 games in a season. He's coming off knee surgery. We don't even know if he's still as fast as he was. Because, again, he had knee surgery. Your knee is on your leg. Your leg makes you run fast. So, I mean, I'm just saying. These I'm are not a doctor, but I believe yes. Matt is correct. I've never been to one minute of medical school. Not even one second of medical school, <laughs> and I can tell you that. So, it, listen, another and fact is, like I said, it's not even a guarantee that he's going to be a starter. So, if you have a platoon guy, you, you're you dead in the water as well. So, it's, I think that's a terrible, terrible bet. On him. So, to give some just historical context here from a stolen base perspective, what would it take to win this market? So, in 2022, John Birdie won at 41. Jorge Mateo was second in the league at 35. Cedric Mullins at 34. Listen, stolen bases just don't happen near as much in Major League Baseball as they used to. More emphasis, obviously, on hitting the ball out of the park. They don't steal bases. In 2021... Starling Marte led the league with 47. Whit Merrifield had 40. And then Trey Turner had 32. That was your top three right there. 2020 was the pandemic year, so we won't go there. 2019, Malik Smith had 46. Alberto Mondesi, that was the year I told you about that he had 43. And then Jonathan Villar had 40. So you're going to have to clear 40 if we go by kind of what we've seen here. Mid-40s would typically be the ideal number to almost guarantee a win because Last year, Birdie went at 41. Then you see Marte at 47 the year, bef- uh, the year before that. And then 2019, Malik Smith gets to 46. And so you're ideally looking for a guy who's hitting towards the top of the lineup. You're looking for a guy that's going to be able to get on base. So you don't want a low on-base percentage guy either. And so I think there are at least a couple of different dudes to kind of look at here. If we look at the projection systems out there, again, the same one, same one I'm talking about. Steamer has the projection Acuna at 43, Cedric Mullins at 37, Tommy Edman at 33. Zips has Stewie Ruiz at 36, uh, Nassim Nunez at 33, and then David Hamilton at 32. So they have three completely different guys at the top of their projection system, which lets you know how random this market can be. And then on the Fantasy Pro side of things, they have Acuna at 35. They have uh, Mullins at 32 there in this one. So, again, there are some similarities, not necessarily across the board. The one that I thought was fairly interesting, Tommy Edmond, if we look at the odds board here, is down at 15 to 1. He is third in the steamer projections, fifth in the fantasy pros projections. He's a high on base percentage guy that is likely to be hitting at the top of a lineup. If we're looking for at least double digit guys to have in the account, he's at least fairly interesting. Jake McCarthy comes in at 17 to 1. He is also very high in the projection systems inside the top ten in just about every single one of them out there, but he's also projected to play about fifteen to twenty games fewer according to these projection systems. But here's the thing: what if they? What if he doesn't? What, what sure. if he doesn't miss those fifteen or twenty games that some of these other guys that, that the projection system thinks he's going to miss? And so, if he does play in these 15 to 20 games that they have him below all of these other guys. It puts him right there in the thick of things with all these other dudes and so again another guy that you can get at least 17 to 1 to where if things break your way where he plays the majority of the games instead of like, you know, instead of playing 1 th- 128 130 where they have him, he does play more of that 145-ish type uh, over the course of the season. I think he could be another dude to have in your account, but mainly this was just more of a lesson in do not put Mondesi in your account at 5 to 1. The guy's never played more than 102 games, and he's not even guaranteed a starting position for the Boston Red Sox. So therein is your breakdown.
6: Tiger, base where's he at? Just missed a par putt. Oh, oh Bo- no! Bogey time for Tiger. Back to even par. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. He had another. Sh- he had a chance to get up and down pretty easy. He Just missed a short par putt.
4: So uh, in a in a. And it completely just I just need to know way because yeah. I'm curious what are what are they wearing like is it cold there like 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 what, what are they oh
6: he's got he doesn't look like he's freezing but it's it's he's got the the sweater over over the over the polo shirt going on
4: okay so I mean because it seems there's you
6: know, layers yes thanks Rob There's layers because
4: it's cold here you know yeah, it's freezing here uh, the the pro am over there on Wednesday was apparently like. 44 degrees with right. 35 mile an hour winds. It and he apparently had the big it like it felt neck like, yeah, it felt like, apparently it felt like on. it was like 20 or something. So uh, it's not hot, even though it is Pacific Palisades, California. It is not hot over there. So something that we can. Apparently,
6: guess, this thir- uh, this uh, 13th hole really thrown off these guys because JT just bogeyed too uh, and missed a really short uh, par. Oh, play. boy. Colin Murakawa oh, playing well. I rubber. believe he's on your card, right? Two under for the day through three. He has a tie of the lead at seven under par. Colin Murakawa.
4: Yeah, I mean, that is. Did you is, bet him this week? I don't remember. That is, that is, no, no, that would be oh. Wes. Oh, okay. that, that, that'd be Wes. So uh, good on oh, Wes.
6: We have Homa. So go away, I can root against more him. More and place. Homa,
4: y'all to the top. <laughs> Let's just keep, you know, we'll keep it going here from an outright perspective. All right, so the All Star break is here upon us, and Kelly Bidlin has put in some three point contest bets into his account. Listen, you don't want to bet the game itself because that's horrible. You don't want to do that. So at least with this one, you can have a you can at least have a plan as to how to attack this. And you did go in and put in some bets. In your yeah,
6: yeah. I usually do this every year. I'll yeah. do, I'll do one or two uh, for, you know, it's smaller money for funds. These sure. Bets here, sure. But cause, Cause you're going to you know,
4: watch it anyway. So you might as well have some
6: skin in the game. Yes, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. So I, the only way the, I, I do, the, this is the same way I do this every year. I'm not going to say this is a true and tried betting system mm-hmm. at all, but the only way that, that I, I always think Matt, you could really handicap this is okay. You can pull up NBA. We talk about PGA. This was PGA Tour. PGA Tour and NBA, as far as professional league websites go, mm. maybe have the two best yeah. stat. You oh. know, uh, buy systems. Bar. Yeah, I don't even think it's close. To the one I always dig into. Look, you can go through everybody's three point percentage for the three mm. point contest. If we, I'll do that real quick, Buddy Heald is the short. Uh, Tyrese Halberton, who's the short shot, 40% this year from three. Buddy Heald, 42.6% from three. Damian Lillard, 37.2% from three. Kevin Herter, 39.2% from three. Jason Tatum, 35.7% from three. Tyler Hero, 36.9% from three. Lowry marketing, 41.3%. And Julius Randle, filling in here, 33.8% uh, on the season from three. Now, if you go to NBA.com, you can look at some Wide open threes categories. That is where the nearest defender is six plus feet away. So that's if I'm ever trying to handicap this, Matt, that's the closest mm. I can get to, right? And what does a guy look like shooting a three wide open with at least a little bit of pressure on the line? Okay. Tyrese Halliburton, 43% from that. Okay, Buddy Healed jumps all the way up to 48.4%. He is the highest of anybody that is in this. So he's shoot around hero. He that's right. That's right. So he is shoot around hero, 48.4%. He is the highest in this. Um, You got Damian Lillard 40% herder 42.2 Tatum goes all the way up to 44.7 from uh, 35.7. What he had overall three point percentage hero jumped Tyler hero jumps up to 44.8% and then marketing up to 45.8%. 3%. Three percent. Julius Randle only goes up actually to thirty-five point three. So I made a couple fun bets. Play the higher end guys. Buddy mm-hmm. Heal, plus plus four fifty was able to find here in town. Again, has that highest percentage of wide open three right. makes in the league. And then Tyler Hero seven to one. I just didn't think the odds really matched what you know what he shows up numbers wise here. So my little longer shot Tyler Hero seven to one, and then Buddy Hield. And, and Damian Lillard's
4: always going to be the short shot. Because he's the name value. Is Damian Lillard. Yes, Yes. it's the name value there. So, again, like the odds for Dame don't necessarily reflect, I think, his, his true odds in this contest because, again, he's always going to be on the shorter end. Yes. Because he's Damian Lillard. And all these other guys aren't necessarily household names. We're going to take you home here on a Friday when we
0: come back.
8: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: A numbers game on v the sports betting network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbook, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem online, bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance. Tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. BetMGM rewards, is sports betting's premier loyalty program, featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up for BetMGM.com today or log on to your app and get into the BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Final segment for me here on a numbers game. Glad to be on the desk this week with Kelly Bidlin. And also glad to be on the desk here with my friend and yours, Adam Burke. Find his great work over on VEASAN.com as well as multiple different podcasts. You're on all kinds of podcasts here on the network.
9: I am. Yeah, just started the College Basketball Podcast with Tim Murray. We're doing our episode on Mondays. Uh, I believe there's one on Thursdays as well with Matt Eumanns, But uh, And then also they're going to do the circuit Invitational Picks as part of the College Basketball Podcast as well. So we got that going on, and then I'll be starting an MLB podcast next month.
4: So we are in the thick of these kind of futures markets, though, from an MLB standpoint that I I know you're betting these pre-spring training. I know if you're betting on an individual player, you are at least minimally rolling the dice that something can happen in spring training with all of that. But, Adam, if you look at this, I I, I think some of the longer shot guys – you might can go ahead and benefit by betting now in some of these kind of, you know, most whatever markets, you know, stolen bases, hits, this, that, and the other, whatever, because, you know, if they get any buzz during spring training, then the long shot odds are going to are going to plummet. I think that's really the only – I think it's really the only advice I would give in some of the markets right now. What say you?
9: Yeah, you know, you think about a guy like Stephen Kwan, for example, who I think mm. was 60, 70, 80 to 1, something like that over at Westgate to win AL Rookie of the Year. Mm. Didn't do it, but wound up being a top five guy. Wound up getting off to a ridiculously good start. Had like no swings and misses, Mm -hmm. no strikeouts in his first like three, four weeks of plate appearances. That's a guy where the buzz kind of caught up. And as you said, the price got a lot lower. The thing that's really challenging for me, I haven't bet anything in terms of preseason MLB futures, player awards, anything like that yet because of all the rule changes. There Mm -hmm. are so many things that I need to really sit down and think about. Right now, I'm looking more at a macro picture at team previews, kind of recapping the offseason, stuff like that. But there will be guys in the MVP market. You think of a Jose Ramirez, for example. He lost some hits to the shift. He yeah. pulled some balls into the shift that this year may go for hits. You know, you think about teams that are going to be a little bit more aggressive on the base paths. Those are teams where players may get more runs, mm-hmm. more RBI, stuff like that. So there these rule changes, I think, on the whole, maybe won't have as grand of a scoring impact as we think. But in terms of individual teams and player markets, they could be pretty significant for some guys. So that's the work I'm trying to do right now. I'm
4: glad you brought that up um, because there are new shift rules. If you are transitioning from football and have not paid attention to baseball at all, I get it. I don't blame you. Um, But there are new shift rules in place. And so one of those things that you just mentioned about Jose Ramirez losing a bunch of hits to the shift – Corey Seager lost the most hits to the shift over the last two years, and a guy in which we know is a really, really good baseball player, we know is in at least a little bit of a boosted lineup now at this point. You start to look at him and say, hmm, okay, if he's losing like a massive amount of hits to the shift and that probably has made his odds drift a little bit out of line where they probably should be, I think he's, again, another guy that you might be able to look at kind of in some of these markets out there.
9: Right, and the thing that I kind of wonder about is is that sort of built into the market already? Because you look at a place like DraftKings, for example, and Seager's already 20-1 to to win MVP. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's something that's kind of baked into the market a little bit. But something else to look at aside from the new rules, and this is just fresh in my mind because I wrote the first draft of their preview a couple days ago, the Chicago White Sox. So the White Sox, their old hitting coach was Frank Manichino. Mm-hmm. He's a contact hitter, a slap hitter, a to, you know punch and Judy kind of guy, to, to borrow yeah. an old expression. Well, now they have a former Braves assistant hitting coach as their hitting coach. And they have ex uh, major leaguer Chris Johnson as their assistant hitting coach. Chris Johnson said, we are not trying to hit singles. Mm-hmm. We want to hit doubles. We want to hit home runs. So I start thinking about some of the guys in that White Sox lineup and a guy like Aloy Jimenez right. who can't stay healthy, but he's got ridiculous power, yep. makes very violent contact. He's 80-1 to 1 to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. If the White Sox are going to be that good and their projections are not that great, yeah. Dakota doesn't like them, but that's a guy that may hit 40 home runs. Right. And you, uh, what if you run on the right side of variance? Right, mess, you right know? exactly. And, and he may hit 40 home runs with a new hitting philosophy mm. in Chicago. So those are also things I'm looking for where, you know, people don't think about that a whole lot. You know, you think about, offensive and defensive coordinators in football all mm-hmm. the time. But you don't think about the support staff for Major League Baseball, the pitching coaches, the hitting coaches, different philosophies, different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Chicago's mindset will be dramatically different on offense this year. So there are guys there that hit for power that could end up getting a little bit of a boost. So those are things that I'm I'm still kind of processing here as well. Because and look to your point, the Super Bowl just ended. I'm right. writing a daily college basketball article, doing a college basketball podcast. There's a lot of stuff to keep up with at this time of the year, and figuring out Major League Baseball where the baseball is different every year, the rules are different <laughs> every year. You know, there's a lot to to try and wrap
4: your it's head such, around. It's, here. The, it's it's just it really is the truth. Have you made it to the Padres yet in any of your in any of your prep work? I have not, but. That's such an interesting team because it's just so interesting to
9: me. Like, I mean they're they're absolutely going for it in, in every possible facet as they should. And in fact, you know interestingly enough, they get some depth with Michael Waka. They signed him yesterday or a right. couple days ago. They also signed Cole Hamels to a completely no-risk minor league deal. I don't know if he'll be any good or not, but they
4: just I mean, this is a loaded team. This I is mean, a loaded team with a ton of depth. If they didn't pay attention, if you didn't pay attention, they added Xander Bogarts and Nelson Cruz. By the way, right. like, 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 it's like oh, to a lineup that was already ridiculous. They added those guys as well. Right, and who knows? I mean, maybe the little
9: blip we saw from Matt Carpenter with the Yankees actually carries over. Mm. So he's another guy who's going to be out there for this team. Cruz is such a great addition too, because this is a team that you know they have Manny Machado, but. You could say that there have been some leadership questions yeah. over the last few years. Certainly, you know they had some turnover at the managerial spot and all of that. Nelson Cruz, a guy who comes in, he can still hit, by the way, mm-hmm. but he's also an elder statesman now for this team. Where this is a prime example of the impact of the universal DH, because the Padres yeah. would never no. get a guy like Nelson no, Cruz. No, no, no. so we can't move anymore. Right, yeah. Exactly. So that's the thing we where mash. And, <laughs> and look, I mean, the, the question with these teams, I typically mm-hmm. don't like to play win totals. On teams that are really high yeah. and teams that are really low. Because there's not really a whole lot of margin for error, right? If you try to bet an overseas win total on a team that's over 95, 96, something like that, they've got to stay healthy. And they've got to live up to expectation. If you bet a really bad team, they have to be as bad as people think. Mm-hmm. So I like to look for win totals kind of in the middle, sort of in that 75 to 85 win range and attack those. But the Padres, I mean, All the pieces are there. Full season of Juan Soto. I know.
4: Bogarts. You're going to get Tatis back. Yep. You're going to get Tatis back in there as well. And then you look at that rotation, like you mentioned, with the addition of Waka. Now, it's not like jump off the page crazy good, but Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Waka is a pretty good one to four. You know? It is. It's a pretty good one to four. And something else I think is really important. If you want to look at these
9: full season futures markets, particularly win totals, I don't think enough people do this you have to handicap bullpens mm-hmm. because if you're betting a win total, whether it's over or under, you want to ascertain how good that bullpen is. If they get leads, will they protect them? Because right. you have to win the games you're supposed to win if you're betting a season win total market. And the Padres bullpen is also really good. So they have a six-man rotation. They were going to run six deep, at least early on in the season. I think I saw they play 24 of the first 25 days of the year. So they'll run a six-man rotation early. Then they can figure out, you know, is Nick Martinez the odd man out? Is Seth Lugo the odd right. man out? And whoever it is goes into the bullpen. So, I mean, this is a team that just – there are no weaknesses. There are no flaws with this Padres group this year.
4: Brings us to our pro tip real quick. We were talking about some futures uh, throughout the course of the show. I said avoid Aldo Montesi Mondesi at all costs from the stolen base leader market. He's only 5-1. to one. The guy's never played more than 102 games in a season. We don't even know if he's going to be starting – for the Red Sox, you don't don't lock your money up on a guy that, that doesn't play any games and might not even be starting. Okay, we've only got a minute left. What's your obscure basketball bet of the night? Because I know you have one. Well, it's tough. I mean, I don't know if anything can
9: classify as obscure on a Friday night because there's <laughs> only 19 games out there. Uh, a couple that I like. In fact, the Rogue seven and a half pop popped this morning over at DraftKings on Loyola Chicago. The Ramblers host the Dayton Flyers. Dayton clearly a much better team. But Loyola Chicago's playing well here in the second half of the season. I expect this to be a slow-paced game. When you've got a slow-paced game, it's hard to win by margin. It's so like Loyola-Chicago, largely plus seven in the market, but as I said, you could find a seven and a half. The other one is uh, Yale in the Ivy League. They take on the Penn Quakers tonight. Yale's laying three most places, three and a half at some. I just think they're going to get to the rim a lot more. I'm a big believer in shot selection, but a tough weekend for Yale. They play Penn tonight and then Princeton tomorrow night, so two big games for the Bulldogs this
6: weekend. Kelly, we got something going on right on the course. Tidal <laughs> Watch Birdies, 14. He's back to one under par. Playing golf. He years. hit it within 10 inches
4: on that par three. So absolutely fantastic. We will keep continue here on Vison giving you the Tiger updates all day long. Even it has been out. it has been a pleasure being in here uh, this week, filling in for Gil. Thank you, great Kelly. Thanks everyone downstairs. Kevin and Sean over on audio. It's coming up from Lombardi line.